you know, in the old days, a garden was just a rectangle. Yeah. And with rows, right? Which is fine. Mm -hmm. um, but these days, people like to have uh, everything in a box or some yeah. sort of border or whatever. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Hey there, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to episode 40 of the Maritime Gardening Podcast. That's uh, that's a bit of a milestone for us, Greg. Are you there? <laughs> yes, I'm there. I'm here for the landmark episode 40th. I was going to try and do number 40 without you. Anyway, um, yeah, we were just uh, doing a little preamble before we hit record, which is getting quite funny, so we figured we'd better, better actually record, but... It was gold. Yeah. Wasting all this gold. That's golden, <laughs> golden footage. Um, so, yeah, we were saying, and if you've listened to any amount of episodes, like literally more than one. If uh, you haven't, you should listen to all of yes. them so you'll, so you'll know what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. You might notice every once in a while you hear like this glug, glug, glug noise, you know, and it's not Greg drinking his beer, although it could be. It could be. But it's it's actually a Skype related noise we we're trying to figure it out and uh greg heard it on a what a news telecast or something i was watching a news show and they were you know they had a correspondent that had skyped in and it was doing that yeah so we're not the only ones even the professionals do that <laughs> we're professionals i mean yeah other other, other professionals even people getting paid a lot of money yeah um. <laughs> there you go there you go people who are actually getting paid for their work so this is a this is a passion, a labor yes. of love for us. Yes. yes, it is. Yeah. Um. So that's cool. Yeah, we're at episode forty, and uh, you know we've kind of been alternating with a video one week, a podcast the next, and we're probably going to do that throughout the summer. Um, do that for a little bit, yeah, just because uh, I've been inspired to do some. You know, I have I've done a lot of filming the last week or so. Because uh, it's been hot and I'm trying to get things in, and I've just decided to film stuff. But I haven't looked at any of the films I've made. They could be horrible. Mm -hmm. um, so <laughs> I don't know because it was really hot and I'm sweating to death, and I yeah. I look look kind of you know sun drenched. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, hopefully they're they're useful uh, uh, useful videos, useful content for people uh, that are. Uh, doing similar things. Well, we'll see. Just when, whenever I'm out in my garden, oh, this would be interesting. People might want to see this. Yeah. Uh, get the camera, get the tripod, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, try to throw something together. So they're not, uh, you know, high production value videos, but right. they are, they're the content, not the filming. Yeah. <laughs> this is not Ridley Scott quality work here, but uh, yeah. the content should be interesting because it's stuff. Whenever I'm doing something that I think, oh, yeah, a lot of people don't do this, or yeah, I've heard people say things that are the contrary of what I'm doing right now. Anything like that, anything where I think, well, you know, some people might be getting mixed messages out there. I'm going to show them exactly how I deal with this problem or this situation. Uh, anything, anything like that, if I've got an extra, you know, half an hour, I'll get out the camera gear and try to make a video of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's been good. I mean, I, I think the videos are turning out great. I mean, they're getting a lot of views on Facebook. Um, you know, our YouTube channel slowly growing. So, 
Yeah, so it, it's good. It's great. And uh, we, you know, thankfully right now I am in my basement, which is where my office is. And, you know, normally I really can't stand being down here because, you know, on a nice sunny day or whatever, I prefer to be upstairs on a laptop where I can see outside. But uh, the last couple of days, I haven't minded being down here at all. Yeah, no, and, uh, well, normally on a nice sunny day, I like to be actually outside. Um, and uh, last couple of days, I've been, uh, just it's been, it's been so warm, an ideal time to uh, get the, all the squashes and heat-loving things in. Um, and, uh, man, it's hot out there today. Uh, I really went at it hard and, uh, I'm not one of these people that I don't know about you, Dave, but you know, I've never bought into this. You should have a bottle of water and drink every, take a sip every five minutes when you're outside. You know, when you go for, I, I, I don't really do this very often, but I know you do. You go for hikes and stuff like that once in a while, right? Yeah, I do. Uh, do you bring a bottle of water every time you go hiking? We usually do, but we quite often just leave it in the vehicle and then, you know, get it when we're done. Yeah, like when you go hiking, how long are you hiking for? Uh, 45 minutes to an hour. Like, why in the, why on earth do you need to bring water? <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I used to do these hardcore fishing trips right, where I just put a backpack on and go in the woods for a week, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And... I mean, literally, I would wake up in the morning and make a pot of coffee and drink the whole pot. So that's about seven cups of water. And then I would not drink until, like, two in the afternoon. Yeah. I'd be sweating. And I remember one day I, 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 I really pushed it hard. And uh, I didn't have – I had a small amount of water I put aside. Mm -hmm. And I drank that by, I don't know, 10 o'clock. Yeah. And then I had a flask of whiskey that I drank <laughs> yeah. for the remainder of the day. And this was on a hot day. Like, and I, you know, this is a hot day where I'm hiking down a river with a backpack on, with waders on, and fishing at the same time and covering, I don't know, X kilometers, you know, in the bush like that. So this isn't a trail. This is, you know, hardcore stuff. Yeah. And I remember by the time I got my camp set up, um, which is around 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock at night, I was so thirsty. I mean, my lips were dry. I probably looked, you know, really dehydrated. Yeah. And I remember I made a big fire. And remember, I'm in the woods here, so i got to boil my water, right? You can't just drink. Yeah. You drink, you get very sick. It's, there's a risk, right? So I, I remember, I really remember it vividly. It's the most, probably the most thirsty I've ever been. Because uh, remember, I'd gone, oh, I don't know. I, I'd gone 12 hours on... A cup of water and a flask of whiskey, which is not hydration. No, it's not. <laughs> and uh, so I was really dehydrated. And I, I remember boiling the water and then putting the pot in the river uh, so it would cool down and just watching watching that water. And I kept testing it, waiting for that water to be drinkable. And I remember that evening, I just drank water all night. Like, yeah. I drank water until I fell asleep. I, I, yeah. I would I'd boil a pot of water, drink the whole thing, boil another pot of water, drink the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, my point is that you, uh, yeah, you, you can go quite a while without uh, drinking water. I mean, you can you can go seven days, I think. Yeah, I know. I, you know I, but you're kind of useless after day three. You're really kind of yeah. shot. Um, you know, we're I just slowly dying after day three. <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know, I mean, yeah, we're only going for an hour walk, but like today... A lot of times I don't need a drink till I get home or whatever, but 
Today it was 30 degrees Celsius by 10 in the morning. I know. I went out in the garden and uh, and almost like if I was camping, I drank a big pot of coffee in the morning. And uh, and then I went outside around uh, 9. And I was outside until 1.30. And uh, the only thing I had was uh, a couple radishes. Which yeah. man, those radishes are good. Anyway, I um, had a couple radishes, but that's it. And uh, you know, if I'm, my general indication is if I start to feel weird. And by the time I came inside, I felt weird. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was making uh, beds for my garden with rocks and stuff like that. And that's yeah. the topic we're going to talk. Topic we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Um, but anyway, each rock I had to go find. You know, there's a hill a small hill right next to my property where there's just rocks everywhere. Yeah. So I was like walking over and grabbing boulders and bringing them back. It was like, kind of like, you know what you'd see someone do. If you ever watch like an old movie where all the prisoners are like getting rocks yeah. and there's a guy with a whip. Uh, <laughs> <just> kind of <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just a, a rock carrier, yeah. rock carrying man. Right. Um, so I did that till I started to get, you know, just feel really strange. And uh, then I came in, and, and I literally have been drinking water. Like I came inside around one thirty, and I took a shower and had something to eat. And I, I've drank, been drinking cup after cup after cup of water ever since. I must have lost it. I wish I'd weighed myself before and after. <laughs> I, I bet you, I lost two liters of water out there at least. Oh yeah. Um, well, on that walk, just you know, for an hour this morning, I know I lost, you know, I lost some fluid for sure. Well, and it's not like you're out there with your shirt off. I, mean, I was I... today, believe it or not. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, yeah. How's that for a visual? It must have been a team of women. Uh... Yeah, no, it was just me and my wife and our <laughs> five-year-old. Yeah, Just like one of those Axe Body Spray commercials. <laughs> it, t- it totally was. In fact, the, the film crew was there. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I love that I'll, commercial. I'll let you know when it's on. <laughs> Thank God that stuff wasn't invented when I was a teenager. I would have bought it. I know, I know. I've been a total sucker. What we had, like, brute fat or fat yeah, you, you know, it's, you know, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. My my son, my oldest son, who's in grade five, uh, only weeks ago was complaining that we didn't get him any because one of his friends was wearing it at school. Wow. Yeah, and I'm like, no. That's yeah. good marketing, man. That's that's amazing it marketing. Works. Yeah, you literally define the smell of a generation of males. Yeah. It's amazing, you know. That's <laughs> for us. Tra- like, Sidetrack. I karate or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it is. But, yeah, oh, it's it's fascinating. We should – someday we'll just do an episode where we talk nothing about gardening. <laughs> oh, wait, that, wait that's like today. That. We've already done that. All right, so we should get to the content. Right, um, content. So, so we're going to do uh, two things today. We're going to talk about, uh, what's the topic today? Defining your garden bed. So we're going to talk about the idea of, you know, in the old days, a garden was just a rectangle yeah, and with rows, right, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but these days people like to have like, everything in a box or some yeah. sort of border or whatever. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to do just to start off is to uh, do a little follow-up on an episode. I don't know what number of that was. Uh, maybe it was an episode on composting or something. Mm. Uh, but we were talking about uh, composting, and, and we were talking about vermicomposting. Mm-hmm. And I, I said something like, I think it's a waste of time, and blah, 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 blah. And, and, and 
I think one of the topics was that I cannot compost. I think this is how it all came up. I said I can't compost in my backyard because I've got black bears and porcupines and rabbits and right. squirrels and all those things. Just I've, I've tried it here, and you know, once the animals know that there's a pile of dirt that's got food under the dirt, it's over. Yeah. Uh, they're all in there getting at everything. Mm-hmm. So some someone said uh, uh, you should uh, do vermicomposting in your garage, and I said something like, oh, it's going to smell, and I don't want to do that, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they shot back that. and said, it won't smell. I said, well, okay, I, honestly, I really don't, I've never tried it. Maybe I'll try it. I'll give it a shot. So uh, I designed one of these verm. Basically, I got two... Um, Rubbermaid containers, yeah. free free plug for Rubbermaid. Um, let me check in the mail. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, two two Rubbermaid containers that sort of fit into one another because you need you need two containers that fit into it, um, one, one another. Yeah. And the top container you poke some holes in it so water can drip out. Yeah. And the lower container gathers that water, and you can use that water as an amazing fertilizer. And you got to drain it out once in a while. Right. And I got some. I put some worms in there. I, I had some uh, fresh, uh, really, really well composted horse manure that was full of little tiny, looked like red wigglers to me. So I threw those in there, and um, started throwing stuff in the compost. And this was in my in my garage. You know, I got a small sort of you know drive-in garage type thing, yeah. where it, it it stays reasonably cool in the winter, in the summer, and uh, does it never it, it never goes below freezing in the winter. It's mm-hmm. in the winter. It's about four or five degrees celsius all winter long and in the, in the summer it even today so today it was reasonably cool so i gave it a shot and it is true it there was no smell in my garage yeah and uh it totally uh totally worked and you know i would check it periodically and there'd be uh more and more uh worms they were multiplying in there and there was probably a few dozen mm-hmm. and after about three or four months there was dozens and i mean it's just teeming yeah. with worms yeah um, so, I mean, in that sense, it was a success. Right. Now, that said, was it keeping up with the supply of yeah. compost that my family and I generate? Yeah. No, no way. No way. I mean, we, we fill a bowl a day with yeah. stuff because we cook all our food from scratch. Right. So there's like, and we've got young children that don't always eat the food you give them, no matter how much you threaten them. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, um, uh, so, you know, we generate like a boat. I don't know, uh, two liters of compost almost every day. Yeah. Um, so there's no way that, you know, you, I would need a wall of vermicomposting uh, th- or more perhaps. Like it yeah. just cannot keep up. So it's it's really not a solution to right. be, being in a rural place and wanting to compost and not being able to. You'd, I would have to take that on on a scale that would hijack a good deal of the space in my garage. Right. And uh, that would not be good. No. The reason I'm bringing this up is that if anyone uh, knows of a good solution for composting in a rural setting where you've got black bears and you've got animals and you've got all these different things that can get in, and, I, you know, I don't know that there is one. I mean, so someone's going to say, uh, build a giant concrete composting thing. Mm-hmm. Huge concrete. I'm not going to do that. No. <laughs> Let me rephrase this. A uh, way I can do this where it's not going to cost a fortune. <laughs> right. Uh, but, you know, anything that's reasonably heavy, a black bear will get into no problemo. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm really perplexed to know. Uh, I mean, I know that I can 
if I save it all up in my freezer and I bury it really well, yeah. um, nothing will get added. You know, if you bury something about a foot deep, there's a reason dogs bury their bones. <laughs> and they bury them about a foot deep, you know, because that's about the depth that you need to keep prevent it. Yeah. yeah, like, you know, keep the smell down. Mm. Um, so, but that's not useful on a weekly basis. No. And so that is a solution if I just, and also I don't have, I don't have a freezer space. We have a, a mini, we have a deep freeze, but it's one of those smaller ones, yep. right? A mini one, yeah. And it's full. Like, you know, we it's periodically, you know, if it's full of bread and, you know, whenever something goes on sale, we buy like a 50 of it and fill yeah. the freezer. Uh, so yeah. it's full. I went to that uh, what's that place? Uh, Gateway. Okay. <laughs> chicken. Two dollars for a chicken. A Two dollars. A whole chicken. Yeah, I bought twenty chickens. They fall off a truck. <laughs> they must fall off a truck. Well, they were frozen. Yeah. But I was gonna freeze them anyway. Yeah, yeah. Two dollars for a whole chicken. That's crazy. And and they're a small, a relatively small chicken. Yeah. Which is better? Like that's the kind of Kentucky Fried Chicken. You're like that's yeah. like a that's like a four or five week old chicken. The that young sounds, tender chickens. Five weeks sounds immoral, that but anyway, does. it was delicious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, all right. So uh, what are we talking about today? Define planting spaces. Um, yeah. I think it's very useful in a garden to, I mean, it looks nice and there's a nice aesthetic when everything has some sort of border. Mm -hmm. uh, but the main reason I like to have, and if anyone's seen the sort of, uh, I call it an aerial view, but I just walk up the hill and take a picture from the hill. Mm -hmm. um, aerial, aerial view of my garden, you can tell that every, you can tell where you're supposed to walk and you can tell where you're not supposed to walk because every garden bed's defined in some way. Uh, some are uh, logs, uh, some are lumber. And some are just rocks. Um, so um, the main thing that this really does is it keeps you from walking on your soil. Yeah. I've never, you know, I, I have a, a small business where I build gardens for people, and just about everyone I build a garden for, the first thing they do, I, you know, I, I put the bed, I define the bed, I put the soil down, I got this nice loose soil, mm -hmm. put a mulch down, and then I come over and there's footprints all over the garden. Yeah. Like, why are you walking on that? You know, it's, it's, it's built, it's a size where you can reach in from any side. I chose that size for that reason. Why do people have to walk on this? So the good thing about having it defined like that is it keeps you and other people, ideally, uh, from, from walking on the soil because you don't want to do that, right? You want to stay off the soil. You wanna, don't want to compact your soil. It's just not good for your plants. Um, and also, sometimes, depending on the material you use uh, for defining a bed, it can even benefit the crops in certain regards, and we'll talk about that. Mm -hmm. And as we, I'm not going to go into a diatribe on this, as I've already done it to death. Uh, you don't need raised beds. Uh, if you like raised beds, sure, go for it. Um, although you might want to listen to my episode where I <laughs> say it's a bad idea, but, um, but you don't need them. And I don't recommend them, if that's not clear. Um, uh, if you want a wooden box, I would say just, you know, a 2 by 6 is all you need. Um, six inches high is all you need. That's including the mulch. So you know, I, just, I just put a garden bed in the other day. It's a 2 by 6. And the soil is about 4 inches high, and then there's 2 inches of mulch. So I'm, I'm barely above grade. Um, and the, I'm totally confident I'll have great success in that garden bed. Uh, in terms of dimensions, uh, I would say eight, 
uh, four by ten, four feet by ten feet, mm-hmm. or like a, a meter by three meters mm-hmm. to be crude. Um, I wouldn't go any bigger than that. Um, you don't want it any any uh, wider than four feet, right. because that way you can reach. You know, I mean, you can reach into the middle. Um, you can access every space in that garden box yeah. without having to kneel on the soil or, you know, put your hands on the soil or whatever. Uh, that, that's why you want a dimension like that. And I say 10 feet long because if it's any longer than that, you have to walk all the way around it to get to other parts of your garden. So I find that about 10 feet, 8 feet nice too. But the, the longer your garden is, the, the more uh, garden you get out of your lumber. If you're buying lumber, right? Uh, so, uh, and if you're buying lumber, I would try to find a source of uh, rough milled lumber, which you cannot buy at hardware stores. They do not sell it. Um, they sell something like that at uh, uh, one of the hardware stores out here, but it's treated. Mm. <laughs> it's literally it's called a garden tie, I think they call it. Yeah, but it's treated. Mm. So if I'm growing food in that, I don't want all that rubbish. No. Right? So, um, but you can find it on, I've used Kijiji, and there, there's there's guys with mills, and you can get that, uh, that uh, you know, rough milled uh, lumber. Yeah. Uh, so that's an option, but these things cost money, right? Um, mm-hmm. and also, the rough milled lumber just lasts longer. It's easier to work with. Right. Um, you can use, uh, I've heard people suggest using cinder blocks, which you can buy. If you can source them for free, that's even better. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're going to last a very long time. And uh, they also hold heat. They heat up. And if you read a lot of stuff online, they'll say, oh, don't use cinder blocks. They get too hot. Right. Well, that's, that's someone writing from Georgia or Florida or, you know, someplace right. that's hot. Um, here in this part of the world... <laughs> Heat's not... Other than today and yesterday. <laughs> exactly, but not enough heat is the problem. Even, so yesterday I was out in my garden, I was planting um, pumpkins, and, and I only had to go down two inches into the soil, and it was remarkably cooler. I would say maybe 10 degrees. It, the heat hadn't even gotten down that far. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, you don't, you know, rock's not a problem. <laughs> so this, you know, around here, that's, you know... Yeah. Don't worry about your gardens being too hot. <laughs> Don't worry about that, uh, or a cinder block for that matter. So those are some options for things that you can use that are dimensional, that are easy to work with, but they usually cost money. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I really wanted the episode here to be about is different free materials that are available and, and you know which ones uh, one might use, uh, what you might recommend. So to start off, there's this thing people always talk about growing potatoes in tires. Have you ever seen people talk about that? You know, you get an old tire off your car yeah. and you fill it full of dirt and stick some potatoes in it. And uh, I've done a bit of reading about this, and uh, from what I can tell, uh, my my concerns about this are are justified. So, in the short term, sure, right? If if it's if you are you got some tires kicking around and you've been putting off putting a garden in and by the way for those of you that have been putting off putting a garden in man get your garden in you're running out of time mm-hmm. running out of time to you know it's it's getting down to the wire really to have a decent yield a decent um, mm-hmm. crop um, anyway uh, sure go for it in the short term but over the long term those tires break down and they leach toxic compounds <laughs> into your soil over time mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, if you're gonna like set up a long-term garden, I wouldn't do it. But if you just got some tires and you want to do something this year, um, you know, like this probably wouldn't be quite as toxic. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so do your own research, and <laughs> you know, it's uh, your decision. But certainly over the long term, I wouldn't recommend. Mm. <clears throat> Sometimes people use uh, bricks, you know, like just ordinary red bricks. Uh, I can say from experience, they're they're more trouble than they're worth. They just don't stay in place. They move around. Mm. Um, another thing with things like bricks or rocks, what I'm going to talk about next, um, is, is that uh, if your garden is on a lawn, so so my garden, the area where my garden is, I covered the entire area where I had planned the garden to be with wood chips. I covered the whole thing with cardboard, and then I covered the whole thing with wood chips and just killed everything underneath the wood chips mm-hmm. and then started building my uh, my beds. So I can use rocks and bricks and things like that. I don't use bricks because I think they're just they're, they're a real pain. They're not big enough, and they move around, and they're just uh, not... Uh, uh, but, I mean, if that's what you got, use them, sure. Right. But they, they don't stay in place is what I'm trying to say. They tend to move around. You, you, you lay them all. When you have bricks, you, you, you become inclined to make everything very dimensional because the bricks are dimensional. Mm-hmm. And what you'll find is that your dimensions never seem to uh, stay where they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it tends to look sloppy really quickly i guess if that doesn't matter to you or, or if you're lucky and things don't move around sure and maybe there's some trick that i don't quite understand but when i've tried to use them i, I just get really frustrated with them they don't seem to stay in place and, and they shift and they move and they don't stay level and, and maybe it's just my own internal retentiveness or something like that it, it, when i have brooks i see i want everything to be perfect and it never stays perfect so i find it really annoying yeah uh, rocks by contrast um they're by nature non-dimensional. Mm-hmm. So the fact that if I make a circle or an oval or a square and it doesn't stay perfect, I don't really care because I can't. You can't get it perfect anyway because they're rocks. Yeah. Um, so they sort of have a a real natural look. Uh, this half of my garden is rocks and the other half of the garden is is lumber. Mm-hmm. And I have to say I like the rocks more. It just it looks like the garden just rose out of the ground. It looks yeah. very. Stonehenge. Looks like some ancient druids made it, conjured it with magic or something. It's, yeah, just looks really neat. Um, whereas the wood uh, just looks like some really poor carpenter yeah. Yeah. <laughs> slapped them together, which is exactly right. Yeah. Um, uh, another thing about rocks is they they're free. Uh, they're going to last forever. They leach minerals into your soil very slowly, but minerals are good. Um, they um, they also can help your soil retain water. They're kind of a mulch, really, if you think about it. Uh, if you have a wooden box, um, your plant your 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 roots move along laterally, and then when they hit the 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 box, they stop and they just come back, right? Because yeah. it's a it's a wall. Mm-hmm. But when you're planting with a border of rocks, really the the rocks are above grade, and your plant's roots are below grade. And your roots can just travel on along and underneath the rocks. And underneath the rocks, it really never dries out. Mm. You know, you remember when you were a kid and you were looking for worms to go fishing or you're looking to find salamanders so you could put them in a jar and ruin their life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, 
the, the soil underneath rocks never seems to dry out, and so when your plants find their, their your plant roots find their way underneath those rocks, mm. um, there's real benefits uh, for them. Um, so the real advantage is using rocks, and it's also a good place for beneficials to hang out your toads and, and garter snakes and stuff like that, the things that kill the things you don't want. Um, and um, but the thing about rocks and bricks is that they're no good for gardening and grass. So that is to say, if you're if you're putting a garden bed down on your lawn, mm-hmm. and you just put rocks down, the weeds are going to grow in between the rocks. The weeds are going to like they're not going to keep anything out of your garden. No. <laughs> if anything, all the grass will love growing around the rocks. Mm. Uh, like to, things love growing right next to rocks to the extent that when I'm putting planting my seeds, I tend to plant them as close to the rocks as I can. Um, because things just love growing in near cracks of rocks and near edges of rocks. Um, and you'll also find, uh, you know, if you had a, a field um, with just, say, s- soil and you threw a big rock in the center of the field, there'd be things growing around that rock that wouldn't grow anywhere else. Yeah. As um, the rock would create moisture retention right. and just creates a little sort of uh, ecosystem or microclimate that uh, uh, allows for. Um, ideal conditions for certain kinds of plants so big fan of rocks um <laughs> did i mention they're free yeah you uh, did <laughs> uh, another inexpensive thing a lot of people like to use is railroad ties um because you can usually sort i got a friend that wanted to give me a whole bunch of them so i did, a, did some reading on that and they are very 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 toxic Mm. And it's basically lumber that's been dipped in a toxic soup so that they'll never rot lovely um that's why the you know that's why they work so well. That's why they can build a railroad on them, and they'll like. And they're sitting on the ground. You know, if you want wood to rot, you put it on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. A road tie, you stick that in the ground, it lasts yeah. a long, a long time, a lifetime, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they are, and all that stuff in there can go into your soil, and and uh, not all that stuff breaks down. A lot of it just becomes available in your soil, and some of it can be, from what I've read anyway, can find its way um, into the things you're eating. So I I would not, despite the fact that they look really cool, and it's nice big wood, and it's not going to rot, and it's uh, relatively cheap, uh, maybe a good idea for a flower garden, I suppose, um, but not for a vegetable garden. Mm. Another thing I really like is uh, trees. And uh, dead or otherwise, uh, I, I wouldn't recommend just cutting down trees to make boxes. But if you've got a, you know, if you want a lot of land and you've got lots of trees, and mm-hmm. uh, maybe trees need some thinning out or whatever, sure. But yeah. uh, I like to use dead trees. Um, they're number one; they're already on the ground, so half your work's already done for you. Um, also, if they're a bit rotten or a bit punky, they don't weigh nearly as much as live trees, so they're easier to work with. Mm. Right? And if you've got a tree that's uh, been on the ground for a while, but it's not exactly on the ground. It's usually dried out. Or, or dead standing trees are good like that, too. Um, but the thing about the ones that are par- partly rotted is that they're really easy to cut. The, the wood is just weak, right? It's not mm-hmm. like car- it's, it's not cardboard, but somewhere between wood and cardboard texture. Um, nowhere near as heavy, so they're easy to move around. And because they've been rotting on the ground, those, those, that rotten wood's actually charged up with a lot of nutrients. Because right. right? it's been absorbing nutrients out of the soil for years, right? right? Um, and it's also, you know, full of uh, uh, different uh, organisms, organisms that are breaking down the wood. They're, they're, a lot of them are good for your soil. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And the other benefit of those, um, so they're easy to work with, and I just position them using pegs, nothing fancy. Like I, I, I put them where I want them, and on the outside of the garden bed, I just put pegs in the ground. On the inside, you put your soil, so that keeps the, the, the log from rolling in, and the peg keeps the log from rolling out. Yeah. So it's the cheapest, quickest thing, and you just put your logs down into a rectangle and just peg the outside and start throwing, uh, you know, what I use, which is some manure or whatever, or compost. You throw that into it until you have about four inches of soil, and uh, you, you're done, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, when they finally, I've got one of my beds, it's probably on its last legs, uh, when, the, uh, when those rotten logs really start to lose it and they're, they're not holding their integrity anymore, you can smash them up and use them as mulch. So, you know, that's... Uh, very, uh, nice. you know, it just all fits together nicely. You're not really, you know, you carry the log into your garden and it never leaves. Even when it ceases to function as a border or a bed or a box, um, you smash it up and use it as a mulch. Hmm. And then it feeds your soil. So that's, that's to me, very elegant, very efficient. The rocks are nice because they last forever. You do it once and it's, it's, a, it's a defined bed until you're dead. Right. It can, could be there a thousand years after you're gone if <laughs> someone kept using your garden. And the beauty of the trees is that you carry it into your garden. You never have to carry it out. Um, another thing I've seen people use is hay bales. So they'll buy a bunch of hay bales and arrange them into a rectangle and throw soil in the middle. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I mean, that's not free. You got to, you know, it's usually, uh, I'm, maybe there are places you can get it. I'm talking about hay bales where it's, it's like those two-string hay bales. You know, yeah, they, yeah. they're about, I don't know, a foot maybe a foot and a half high and a foot and a half wide by about two feet wide. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've never been able to find those free. Usually on the, you know, the day after Halloween, a couple of people will throw those out, but you know, if you, you're going to need a bunch of those, you're going to need a dozen of those to, to define a bed. They take up a lot of space um, because they're so wide. So all that space is kind of wasted. Um, but they do, uh, they do work really well, right? They hold a lot of heat. They generate heat. Uh, if you're if you don't fill your soil all the way up to the top of their height, which I wouldn't recommend, right. they provide a little, little bit of shelter from the wind. You know, when you've got young seedlings and growing and stuff like that, it's nice to have a bit of protection, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they can, you know, and they, they they generate heat because they're you know you're, you're watering, you've got soil in there, and they're they're just they're bioactive, right? So they're they're creating heat, yeah. and and your plants want heat. When you're trying to get your garden in in April, May, it's still cool. You want anything that's going to add heat to your garden. This part of the world, you want it. Um, and uh, once the hay you know hay bale starts to lose its integrity and starts to fall apart, you can use it as a mulch, right? Mm. So another uh, n- nice. Uh, Material that you can bring into your garden, you never have to bring out, and it benefits your soil. Mm-hmm. Um, not free. Uh, I mean, if you can source it, maybe you live in a rural area where there's farmers throwing away hay bales all the time. But normally, they use it for something. If mm-hmm. you know, they, they buy it to feed to their livestock. Um, but if they, sometimes the hay bale just hay goes off, and their livestock won't eat it, but then they'll use it as they tend to use it as bedding, or they paid for it. So, yeah. um, it can be you get that for free. But uh, sometimes you can get hay bales for three or five bucks or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can put a bed in for I don't know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So maybe for fifty dollars. Mm. Uh, so it's going to cost about the same as lumber for a bed. Yeah. Um, and one final thing I wanted to talk about is something I've never tried this. I've, I've read it. Actually, I tried it once. 
uh, I tried it and didn't complete it because it it was so ridiculous. It, it's one of those things where you're, you're reading the garden book and you think, this is a great idea. And then you start doing it and you're like, this is a stupid idea. Mm-hmm. So, and someone out there is going to be offended by me saying that, but I'm, I'm sorry. It's just my experience of it. So the idea is, let's say you've got a, a lawn and you want to build a garden on your lawn. And you want it, the garden to be four feet by ten feet, let's say, for instance. Mm-hmm. Okay? And your lawn is sod, right? So what they suggest is that you cut the sod out of the area where you want your garden to be. Okay. And you cut that sod into, like, bricks. Right. And you stack the sod up around the border. So you make the border out of sod. Really? And it sort of grows in. Hmm. And then, you you know, you, 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 you bring some soil in and put the soil in the hole. Right? So you've got, like, a little sod wall that's... You know, let's say uh, six inches high, because you know a hunk of sod is about three or four inches thick, right? Yeah. So if you if you plan it out right, you can get you know a, a four by ten garden that's got a eight inch wide, six inch high sod wall around it, mm-hmm. which sounds you know it's kind of like a living wall, and sounds like a good idea, um, but it's full of grass and weeds. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to want to migrate into your, you know, it, it is not a border. It's it, You're going to have to, every year you're going to have to cut that back, yeah. right? Because it's going to want to grow into your garden. Um, and it's not as easy to do as that sounds. Uh, it, is, it is exhausting trying to cut sod out of a lawn. Uh, it's not as easy as one might think. You need the right tools. You, it's, it's you, you know, it's it's right down on the ground. It is is back breaking mm-hmm. hard work, and to get them cut perfectly so they come up so they're like bricks, again tricky. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you as you get tired, you start ripping them and tearing them and wrecking them, and you ah screw this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. sort of what happened. I started with that idea. Hey, I'm going to use these, and oh, this is a great idea. And I got about halfway through. I said I was ripping That's them a all. Terrible idea. And so I ended up just throwing all this out into my compost bin, yeah. and uh, uh, that was my old property. I just got some wood. Anyway, so yeah, there's some ideas, some things to chew on, and uh, you know, it's uh, uh, again, you don't need to do any of that. You can just have a a giant area that's you know twenty by twenty, and just put your stuff in rows and have the you know the the ditches, but I don't know what's this, what's the term for the area between the rows? Is a term a furrow? Sounds sounds good to me. Oh, and is a furrow anyway? There's a sort of ditch part that you the part the place you walk in is between yeah. the rows. That's a simple way to do a garden. Yeah. Uh, you don't need to have all that stuff. I, I have all these sort of defined beds because it just looks nice and I like it and yeah. uh, it helps me uh, uh, stay organized and. Yeah. Yeah, just just creates an aesthetic I like anyway. Awesome. Um, so those are some options for doing that on the cheap. Cool. Yeah. Well, there you go. Episode forty. Um, anything else we wanted to cover before we uh, before we go? Everything good? Uh, well, of course, everybody can. You know, if you're if you're not listening to this on iTunes, you can find us on iTunes. You can. Make sure you're a fan on Facebook. We've got, I think just today we passed 1,400 Facebook fans, which is really good. Uh, That's and great. I, th- I think those videos are helping a lot for that. So if you are if you are a fan and you see some of our stuff, 
should say some of Greg's stuff on uh, Facebook, you know, just a quick share, you know, like, quick share, quick comment. All that uh, stuff helps. It all helps. Um, you know, we're 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 on the, you know, we're we're always looking for strategic partners and all that stuff helps with our stats. And uh and you know, and, and speaking of that, you know, we you know, if you really like the show and uh, you want to support the show, uh, you know, one of these days, Greg is, is, well, Greg writes a column. Uh, we'll talk about that first with Local Express. So you can, you can check the Local Express, uh, online magazine, I guess we'll call it. And he's got the, uh, what is it? Growing with Greg? Is that what we call it? Grow, growing food with Greg. Growing food with Greg. That's what it is. So you can check that. And the uh, column's all the same, the same content as the show. That is yeah. to say, I'm, I'm not talking about flowers and ornament. I'm talking about food. Right. Uh, and I think that's what makes the column unique. Most of the other gardening columns I see are um, mostly about, you know, how things look. Whereas right. the column's about yeah. how to how to how to make food. How to make good food. <laughs> good food. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's cool. And um, yeah, if you're really a, a big fan of the show, you can even uh, and you feel so uh, inclined, you can even make a little donation. We have a, a PayPal button on the right hand side of the site. We appreciate that. Go, just you know, just help us, uh, you know, maybe upgrade some equipment and uh, justify the time and all that good stuff. But hey, the uh, cost associated with the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this, you know, these, you know, and we're not, uh, you know, we're not, we're not begging by any stretch, but the. Uh, <laughs> The show is, you know, takes time to do it. There's, there's various expensive behind, expenses behind the scenes, and um, you know, a great deal of time goes into it. We hope, we hope you enjoy it. And uh, if you don't want to go that route, just let us know a good comment on the episode or on Facebook or something like that. And one of these days, uh, Greg may even release uh, a bit of an ebook or some, some various. He, he's. He's working on it, and he just wants to make sure that it's just right. So it might not be this season, might be next season. Who knows? Yes, I had planned to have it. Uh, what, what did I say? I'd have it by May. I think and, so. Uh, I do have a lot written. I, I have done a lot of writing, but there's no pictures at all, mm. and I just don't feel like uh, sending out a. It's it's a how-to book. Yeah. With no illustration, so at this stage, uh, yeah, uh, I don't think it's very helpful as a how-to book well, um, you are just selling it <laughs> it just See, needs a, it's a great book it just needs some, it needs some pictures i wish where, i could draw even if i yeah. could draw pictures it'd be great this but this is where i come in uh yeah no he's uh he's just he, he's very particular and that's a good thing that's a good thing we're a good mix because uh you know i i might be t- i might be more inclined to throw something out there before it might be officially ready but Greg's trying to make sure it's it's the way he wants it, and yeah, we might get some pictures thrown together over the winter, maybe, and and well, that's not big. I'll be taking the pictures all summer long. All the pictures will be from my garden for the most yeah, part, yeah. unless I've been talking about something I don't have any examples of. But that's the idea. I can assuming it looks. I think this is going to be a great growing year. The indications in my garden, everything's looking quite good, better than the last couple of years. So I hope others uh, experience that as well. But uh, my garden seems to be on on track to being a great garden. So it's going to be a good year for pictures and stuff like that. So that's good because I'm going to drive my van up and just open the back up and we can load it up. <laughs> Strawberries, kale, all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, 
Thanks for listening. Episode 40, uh, maritimegardening.com slash 040. Uh, we will catch you on the next one. Thanks Thank you. again. Thanks, Greg. Right, bye-bye.